Well, yours, well, let's do the official. I'm just going to get into it. So I'm going to start off the introduction, the official introduction to the podcast, then Trace will introduce you. Okay. So welcome to Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast, which is an official Apple podcast, by the way, presented by the Westport Library and the Quick Center for the Arts. And I am old brother Miggs Burroughs. And I'm Trace Burroughs. And today we're very excited to have on our show Fran Drescher, actress, writer, producer, activist, um, and is involved in all kinds of things and always creating things. Uh, so should we start off, talk about Fran Jim? Yeah. Sure. Hi. <laughs> it's the Burroughs Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, so you're... Well, I wanted to ask one thing. Right boys, my mom warned me about you. The Burroughs boys, yeah. Well, <laughs> everybody's, <laughs> been, <laughs> everybody's been warned about us. Um, <laughs> no, actually, right off the bat, you know, I mean, you're, you've survived a lot of hardships. In your, but do you like to be called a survivor? I mean, that's sort of a thing people get tagged with. Or the other new thing is, you know, thriver. Do you, do you choose one of those? Survivor or thriver? I actually use them both. Yeah. Because I am I I for I'm I am a survivor and I'm and I'm grateful to say that I'm also thriving. So I'm a thriver too. And it's a it's a nice way to uh you know move into the now and away from you know the past. And so and you know as I always say Bad things happen to good people and no one leaves this planet unscathed, but what we do with it and how we grow through it is what makes all the difference. And I feel like, you know, getting back to your first question about the Fran Dram um, Music Festival, I've turned my pain into purpose. And when you do that by founding the nonprofit, the Cancer Schmancer Movement, and when you do something like that, it does help to make sense out of the senseless. And uh, it adds a purpose to your life that you mightn't otherwise have had. So somehow you're able to live with what happened to you um, in a more meaningful and purposeful way. And so when I had cancer, uh, I first wrote what became the New York Times bestseller, Cancer Schmancer, and that morphed into the Cancer Schmancer movement because I realized that uh, we needed to start looking at our health, how we live, connecting dots that nobody seemed to be connecting, and really taking a more proactive approach to our health, uh, particularly with prevention and early detection um, more aggressively. And that was when from the book, Cancer Schmanza came the movement, the Cancer Schmanza movement. And what I'm you know, talking about right now is that we happen to have a fun annual fundraiser called the uh, Fran Jam Music Festival. It's virtual and it's Sunday, June, 20th for Father's Day. Um, and it'll be in the evening, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So you could enjoy your whole day outside and play and do your barbecue or whatever you're going to do with dad. And then uh, 
get in front of the computer or your smart TV and, and watch this fantastic concert. And if you're so inclined, it's free, but right. we welcome you to make a donation. And they would find this at cancersmancher.org? Is that where they would? Cancersmancher.org and Fran Drescher Facebook Live and Cancer Schmanza Facebook Live and the Nana YouTube channel. Oh, cool. It's got a great lineup. I'll just mention some of the names. Uh, Jackson Brown, Anne Hampton Calloway, Liz Calloway, uh, Fiji Blue, David Foster, Catherine McPhee Foster, correct me if I mispronounce any of these names, <laughs> Debbie Gibson, Huba Stank, Cindy Lauper, and Anthony Nunziata. And Cynthia Arrivo. Cynthia Arrivo, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible, incredible. Fantastic lineup. Now, are they all in one, and this is virtual, so are they all in one place, or are they coming oh, remotely? No. Yeah, we make it very easy on our stars that are so generous to offer their time and talent to us. So uh, they're all in their own comfortable uh, spaces yeah. during this quarantine. As I mean, not quarantine, but this pandemic. So it's been going on for seven years, right? Am I correct in that? Did the cancer movement? The, 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 uh, fest the festival. Oh, uh, yes, we, you know, before the pandemic, we were doing a, um, a cabaret dinner cruise in New York Harbor. And it was a really fun evening that we always did around my anniversary of wellness, which is June 21st, the summer solstice and the longest day of sunlight, poetically, and uh, Pride Month uh, in New York. So it was always really fun. And we got the best of Broadway and cabaret to perform. But since the pandemic, that became unrealistic. So last year we did a virtual concert and we actually did extremely well. People were very generous. They really enjoyed the show and uh, they showed it with their uh, tax deductible donations. And this year, uh, you know, we're calling it the Fran Jam. And uh, I, you know, we've really got some great talent. I mean, I'm a fan of everyone, but I mean, Cindy Lauper mm. and, and uh, uh, Jackson Brown and Cynthia Revo and, uh, you know, Catherine McPhee and David Foster. I mean, it, it just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. It's, so it wasn't always called the Fran Jam. It had other names in previous years. Yes, we decided this year it was going to be kind of fun music festival in celebration of love, peace, and wellness. Uh, but prior to that, it was the cabaret dinner cruise. Every year we do a concert. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And this year we're calling it the Fran Jam, which I really like. We may keep it uh, yeah. moving forward. You know, we just keep reinventing it and making it fresh for our uh, fans and followers and supporters. And then, you know, that fundraising helps us to present uh, the kind of education programs where I um, curate fantastic medical uh, doctors and authors from all over the world for our Masterclass Health Summit, 
which you can find it on our website uh, from previous years. And um, as well as, you know, we have a teen program, a tween and teen program that um, Jamie Lee Fox, uh, Jamie Fox is involved with. And uh, we have a vid an education video with him called Be the Change that's targeting uh, young people and changing their lives for the better. And uh, we immediately, as soon as lockdown started this past year, we produced the Corona Care For You interview series where we curated just very outside of the box medical doctors who were giving very helpful tips on how to bolster your immune system so that you can decrease your risk of getting sick and then helpful tips on what to uh, take if you do get sick and uh, how to change your life with progressive programs like Detox Your Home uh, so that you, know, you don't constantly expose yourselves to carcinogens right. because that will compromise your immune system. And with a compromised immune system, mm -hmm. it's very difficult for your body to fight off something like COVID-19. Yeah, so nutrition, there's nutrition advice as well. I mean, Absolutely, because yeah. food is medicine. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of food? Yeah. And is it industrial farm food that's laden with pesticides and herbicides and antibiotics and growth hormones or and GMO grains that's fed to animals? Or is it organic, eco-friendly, regenerative family farming? Because that's what we need to pivot towards. So how do you I, I hope that the US government mm. starts offering a farm bill for industrial farmers to convert their farms back to farming in a more wholesome way. Yeah. Get out of the chemical business. Yeah. Oh no, what I was gonna say, well, I've had, we both, everyone's had friends that have, in particular, you know, a friend of mine, he's now deceased, but he went to the doctor because he had some weird other thing and the doctor said you know your eyes look kind of yellow what do you you know it must be we'll do some tests must be your liver turns out he had pancreatic cancer he had no idea he was already in stage four and you know and he had had he not gone to the doctor for a, whatever it was a hangnail or something it, it never would have been discovered well it was anyway they did what they could do and he lived another year or so but your your mission is to you know find uh, detect cancer in the early stages and what what is the best way to do that because some people you could walk around another friend had a brain cancer for two years and didn't know it until he couldn't read he, he couldn't do the crossword puzzles anymore and that's how we knew he and he went to the doctor you know so yeah. well um you know i think that we have to raise our antenna to what early warning whispers are and do not accept being told that this is a silent killer and there's no way that you're ever gonna know. We live with whispers for a long time. And actually when it's in the whisper stage, it's kind of tolerable mm. and we're kind of conditioned to ignoring these things. There's not a lot of time. We have a lot on our plate. 
we got to go to work, we've got to take care of our family, we've got to put food on the table, all of this stuff. And we're really not conditioned to say, gee, something's not right. And it could be nothing, but God forbid it's something. I really need to catch it while it's in the whisper stage because catching on arrival, 95% survival. And the reason why we lose loved ones to cancer is almost always due to late stage diagnosis. Right. So, and even doctors are not really conditioned to offer you tests that seem overreactive. That's why we teach you how to pivot from being a patient into a medical consumer. Know the tests that are available for the cancers that you are susceptible to or suspect maybe could this, God forbid, be because it may not even be on the menu at your doctor's office. And so, you know, doctors are bludgeoned to go the least expensive route of diagnostic testing. And so um, the test that you may need may not be being offered to you unless you know to ask for it. But let's face it, you know, as committed to your well being as your doctor may be, at the end of the day, the doctor goes home and eats dinner with his family. You go home and eat your heart out with yours when you're diagnosed. So you must be more proactive. Mm. And we really mm. shake you, wake you, educate, motivate to get in the game of your own health and well-being because no one is going to fight harder than you. And if you don't start focusing on you, you know, it may be too late in the game when you finally find out, but you are useless to your family if you're six feet under. So you have to start thinking differently. And uh, then lifestyle is a big deal because people are very easily seduced into doing unhealthy things on a daily basis without really questioning it. I don't know what it is about our species, but the general mass is very easily coaxed into um, manipulation. And there's a lot of money to be made with a lot of carcinogenic products and unhealthy um, nutrient low foods that are industrial farms, toxic chemical cleaning products and gardening products, you know, and even the level of, a, of electromagnetic fields that we expose ourselves to mm. in every single day. I mean, right now I'm talking to you on my computer, but I have an EMF shield on my screen. I'll show you. Oh. And it this little thing is a clip, see? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it plugs into the, the grounding plug of my socket oh. so this 
Oh, that's like the third, that's the little third prong on the socket. It goes in there. Oh. Cool. And essentially, let's just let these helicopters pass. <laughs> I spying essentially, it is eliminating significantly by like 95% or maybe 98% of the electromagnetic fields, the radiation that's coming towards me. I no longer have a microwave oven in my house. I got rid of all my cordless phones. Mm. I never hold my cell phone to my ear. I never keep my phone plugged in at night. And I always keep it on at the very least airplane mode mm. while I'm sleeping. And I always turn off my Wi-Fi. Sometimes I never even turn my Wi-Fi on because I have ethernet plugs all over the house and I'd rather plug in old school to the ethernet, which by the way is faster and more efficient. Mm -hmm. And you don't get the same EMFs that you do from Wi-Fi. These are all things that we have to start re-examining instead of mindlessly accepting I see these brainwashing commercials all the time now for you know nationwide 5G. And it's like, really? Why are we letting ourselves be guinea pigs? It's so wrong. <clears throat> and why, and the last thing we really need is to uh, you know, go faster. We need to slow down. We need to be in control of our of our minds and get more connected to the earth and the earth's energy and meditate more and make our lives a Zen meditation where we're in the moment most of the time. And that is a daily practice that's very difficult sure. to master, but so important to your health and well-being. People don't even realize what is creating all the disease? But cancer is the end stage of low level inflammation that takes years in most cases to turn into a cancer. Well, what are you doing to facilitate that inflammation? What can you do to help your body operate more effectively and efficiently. Well, we're all victims of commerce, which, you know, pours billions of dollars into make, you know, you know, brainwashing us into must have a bag of Cheetos, must have, <laughs> I must have a Diet Coke, I must have this, you know, must have, it. it's true. I mean, it's, but back to your thing about the taking, taking a stock of your own, you know, the most powerful CEO could go into the doctor's office and all become a submissive, like, you know, and the doctor says, oh, it's nothing, ignore it or do this, take two aspirin. And, and you know, and they go home and they just don't take, you know, um, they don't advocate for themselves. Doctors, in well, If that were me, I would be dead today because it took me two years and eight doctors to get a proper diagnosis oh, right. of uterine cancer. I get in the stirrups more times than Django. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, people really 
me doing this when my mother was ill. You know, you have to be your own advocate, and and doctors are just people. And yeah. the trouble is, and I'm have been guilty that you know you you depend on these people that have their your life in their hands, and uh, sometimes they there's big gaps with with doctors that experienced it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and they're not always up to date. Yeah, I mean, look, you could be going to the same gas station on your corner the whole life, your whole, you know, driving life to get gas in your car, but that may not be the place to do delicate engine work under the hood. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, unfortunately, we think that everybody that went to medical school is a genius right. or somebody that you're prepared to put your life in their hands. And, uh, you know, don't be so quick to do that. Mediocrity runs rampant. And uh, not everybody is great. Yeah. And if they rush you and they don't, you know, give you the time, they're not really listening to you. They're more about talking you out of it, placating you. That's not the doctor for you. <laughs> or also, don't be afraid to say, okay, well, I appreciate, you know, you giving me your opinion. And uh, I think this is important enough that I'm going to have to get a second opinion. And if they're like, wow, more, more, you know, they're like all insulted. It's like, yeah. that's not the doctor for you. So, yeah, so many doctors get this arrogant attitude with your challenges. I mean, if you're doing the most polite way, all of a sudden you, you, you. Yeah, you're getting that affront of, okay. you know, attitude that, you know, they're insulted. You dare to doubt the great Oz? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oz. Um, yeah. I had a sort of an interesting personal, quick personal anecdote. I, I had a heart issue, uh, you know, arrhythmia. And I went to the head of cardiology, cardiology at Hartford Hospital 20 years ago. And I'm a runner and he was a runner. So everyone said, you got to see this guy because he understands runners. And he gave me a whole workup. And he, he basically said, you, you have this disease, degenerative heart disease, you have about a year to live. She, he literally said, I have a year to live. And I, I was so unnerved, shocked. In, sure. in, in, you know, I, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my son or my, I didn't tell Trace. I didn't tell anybody. I, I, I didn't know what to do. Because once you, once you let that out there, your whole life, as you know, it's all about that. And my, I did tell a close running buddy and he said, get another opinion. And the other opinion was, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Your heart is fine. I mean, this is the head of cardiology telling me I had a year to live. Uh, yeah. But that's to my point that, you know, there's no gods out there. Uh, they're just normal people. They're fallible. They make mistakes. Did you get an ablation? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And did it? Did the first one take? No, and I didn't do it. How many have you had? Just I did. Just the one. I didn't do it. I I didn't. I just. Oh really? Because my mom had it. Yeah. Once some of it took, but he she was still experiencing it. She did it the second time, and that was it. She never had another problem. Well, mine's milder. I don't have episodes. It just it's just I I have a very benign case of it now or version of it so okay. yeah so i'm living with it and i just you know that's it okay. blood thinners yeah <laughs> but sometimes most times you do need more than one yeah because, okay you well, know, they're cauterizing 
all the spots that seem to have like an elect electrical impulse that doesn't belong there. That's and sometimes right. they miss one or two. Well, good, thank you. Well, I, I trust your advice more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask Trace something because I keep looking at you, Trace, and think to myself, has anyone ever told you that you resemble Nelson Rockefeller? <laughs> no, never. That's never. That's My God, real. I'm looking at you and it's like- The governor, Trace. the governor, former governor of New York. Yeah. Who died yeah. in his uh, lover's uh, arms, I guess, right? Didn't he have a heart attack making love to his mistress? That's. That, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think, look I, it up. I think I that's. All that, but it sounds familiar. <laughs> I know that's absolutely true for Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably yeah, just about every president, probably. Or Eleanor got the call. <laughs> God. So sad. Let's oh. come. Um, yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about some of your other. Yeah. Problems. Yeah. And I'm curious about um, you were just before COVID. You were developing Nanny the musical, right? Yes, we are. Yes, and, and is really that still excited. is that coming back? Is that you diving back yes, in? Yes, absolutely. You know, I was very blessed because Peter Jacobson, my writing partner and uh, ex-husband, and I um, had the opportunity through this whole pandemic to be creative, to do writing, uh, to push the project, advance the project, I should say. And uh, we have partnered up with Rachel Bloom, who was the creative executive producer and star of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which was a musical situation comedy uh, that currently can be seen on Netflix. So. She's a brilliant young woman who grew up watching The Nanny. And so she is really the perfect person to write really smart, funny lyrics that match the tone of the series. And so we're thrilled. And I don't know, I've never really done this before, but I, I'm guessing that we're probably like two years out to get all the music pulled together to cast, to workshop it, to go out of town with it, and then ultimately to open on Broadway. And that would be cool. I know you, you the famous quote, somebody asked you if, if you were gonna play the lead and you said they'd have to rename it the granny, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't, I don't believe and I can't sing, nobody wants to go see that, trust me. No. <laughs> But so, uh, it'll stand on its own, and it'll be great. We're gonna, we're gonna search far and wide for the next Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. So, you got any other projects in the works you want to talk about? Well, um, besides the uh, Fran Jam Sunday, the uh, yeah. twentieth, um, the um, Hotel Transylvania Four right. is coming out uh, this July. And it's great fun for the whole family. Really funny, beautifully animated with a lot of great action adventure and movement. And uh, it could be the last one. They're saying they think it's going to be the last one of what's been a wildly successful franchise. And um, the uh, movie that I did for Lifetime called uh, The Christmas Setup, 
which aired last Christmas on Lifetime, is now going to, and was very successful and nominated for a GLAAD award because it celebrated the LGBTQ community without making it a story about angst or character, you know, needing to come out to disapproving parents, none of that. Totally pushed the needle forward, which is what was so appealing to me. And they're going to rerun, they're doing like a Santa in the summer series with all the movies that they aired last Christmas on Lifetime Channel. So I'm really excited about that. And um, I have a couple of, uh, you know, companies that I support that uh, also support uh, Cancer Schmanza and uh, the way that they, you know, manufacture their product or whatever is taking into consideration uh, a lot of what we stand for. So, you know, um, the things like uh, Laura Gella and Color Only, Fab Fit Fun, these are all things that uh, also um, the, uh, the uh, QN Labs, which is a vitamin line, is very good and the skinny line. These are all companies that are in my, um, you know, uh, universe that I support uh, with by leveraging my celebrity and they're all really great products. Have you, I've, there's a technology out there that I, it's gone through a lot of approvals the last eight years. I, I remember I marked it down uh, I saw a PBS special about nanotechnology using to kill cancer so you don't have all the chemo and it's basically a doctor's visit and I don't know it seems like it's been in development for a long time and obviously there's a the industry of chemo is very huge so do you have any knowledge about um, that flies? <laughs> I know the fly well you know I did an interview with someone and they said that fly is probably a visitor look at this oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a visitor from the beyond saying hello. Oh, who are you, you little, you little pest? I, you hope little <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not the same one that was on Mike Pence. <laughs> oh, no. Look at this! Look at this! Oh my God! Staging me. That's, <laughs> I want to ask about the, the name because Cancer Smantra is such a great name, and it's the Queen's New York vernacular of like it's very dismissive, like you know. Cancer Cats, is not the boss of me. What? It oh. means cancer is not the boss of me. Right, it's dismissive. It's like you can't, yeah, you're nothing to me, right? And that's that's sort of the, the guiding principle, right? You just yeah. take charge. It's self-empowerment. Yeah. And uh, making those hard changes from what we think is uh, convenient, but actually very convenient lifestyles. And did that come up in a brainstorming session or in the middle of the night or, you know, the, the word cancer schmancer? I mean, that's... Dancing, my dog. Look, 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 look. I'm not even wearing any perfume or anything. It's, you know what? Actually, this is a surprise <laughs> guest. It's Jeff Goldblum actually visiting us. <laughs> 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 you, you, you want to surprise you with a guest star okay <laughs> so uh what was your question oh 
I don't know. I was going to ask you about this nanotechnology. Oh, the nanotechnology. Oh, yeah, the nanotechnology. Have, you, have you heard any of this? About, I wish I had the name in front of me. I didn't. And that's where they inject some little, like, microscopic yeah, molecular out, robots into your exactly blood, right? Out the, two, the, the cells, this cancerous cell. Yeah, is that like a form of immunotherapy? Right? Yeah, I think. It enhances, but, it um, targets. It doesn't work with every single cancer, but it works with a lot of them. And it's basically so non-invasive, you know, and, and you don't have to go through all the chemo and all. Yeah, well, you know, anything that moves us away from traditional chemo, which is basically a kind mm. of poison yeah. that hopefully kills the cancer before it kills you, I applaud because I really think that And for me personally, and I can only say what I would do, I think that I would definitely explore supporting the body and aggressively building up the immune system in a very, uh, you know, radical way to help the body fight cancer, which it's supposed to be able to do. And that would include a massive holistic change of lifestyle, almost really making your whole life about uh, getting well. Um, but some people we encourage to try that as a complement to traditional cancer treatments. And a lot of people are finding success with nanotechnology, immunotherapy as well. So, you know, as I always say, it's a very, very personal journey. And uh, nobody can really make this decision for you. I have had speakers who were cancer survivors and you know, they felt in their heart, they feel it was almost divine intervention. Don't do this, get out and find another way. And it's very difficult to swim upstream when everyone is telling you you're going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. All of your loved ones are saying, are you crazy? You know, how could you refuse what the doctor is recommending? Um, so basically there are more options out there and that's what we try and present. So you can make an informed decision. Right. And what's your preferred, we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but so curious about your preferred meditation. Is it, do you do TM? Is it just breathing, yoga? What, what kind of things do you do to chill out? You know, meditation, which I do every day, is a practice of trying to be present, basically of trying to be single-minded, of not being in your head in the past or the future. That's the big global picture of it. To try and exercise that and become more proficient at it means, oh, look at, um, my mom, okay. It, wait, one second. Go my ahead, dad's please. in the hospital, please. I just gotta say. No, please. My mom, is everything okay? 
yeah, we can now be in this with Oh, that's great. That's great. And Daddy's in the bed. He said he was very tired and very cold, so he's under the cover. Oh, you know, I was looking at those. I was looking at those long uh, pajama tops. They have a really cute one with long sleeves. That's like a. You know, a really cute uh, polo shirt, but it's long, like a nightgown. I think I'm going to get it for him, so we won't. Oh, he has a hard time, you know, he likes it, but, you know, he wets it from the penis. I know. Listen, I got to go. I'll call you back. I just want to make sure everything's okay, because I'm actually doing an interview. <laughs> yeah. But I'll call you back as soon as I'm done with it, okay? I just... Yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. If I see the call come in for you, I stop what I'm doing. Right, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So I'll call you back as long as everything's okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. I think we're going to book thank your you mom for the next you. podcast. <laughs> well, you know, when Rosie O'Donnell was doing her talk show, uh, the Rosie show, and she met my parents, she hired them to do early bird restaurant reviews oh, down yeah. in South Florida. That's right. And they were so cute and uh, so popular. They really are cute, my parents. I call them Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> so anyway, can you uh, refresh me on what I was... Uh... The meditation, you know, the power oh, of now yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So sorry. So anyway, that's the ultimate goal, to become as single-minded as you possibly can, to become as present as you possibly can. So you're not wasting your life in the past or in the future, which is always the cause for 99% of your angst. When you're in the present, most of the time it's pretty calm and nice. You can find value in it. You can see beauty in it. You are in the now. So that's the goal and objective. You don't have to do it with your legs crossed. You don't have to do it, um, you know, with a mantra. Uh, you don't have to do it doing yoga. You just have to do it. And that means whatever you're doing, if you find yourself in your head and not in the moment being present in your own life, mm. then once you become mindful of that, oh my God, I've been thinking about this conversation I had last week. <laughs> I'm constantly doing that. <laughs> once you become mindful of that, then you pull yourself back into the moment. Good tools to do that is looking around the room with wide-eyed wonder of a child, taking in the mundane that you stop looking at. Look at it, look at it. Look up at the great big sky and all its beauty and take it in. Feel your body. Usually you can feel the insides of your hands, easiest. You can feel the insides of your abdomen. It's a little more difficult. You can feel the inside of your feet. You know, if you don't touch your hands, if you don't touch your hands, 
and your eyes are closed, let's say you can't see, oh, do I have hands? <laughs> you can still feel your hands. Yeah. That is bringing you into the moment. Hmm. If you use your breath and feel it on your upper lip and do that, that's bringing you into the moment. These are little tricks of the trade. And if you continue to do that throughout the day, you're going to start practicing presence. And that is going to change you forever. Because then, you know, something bad happens, whatever. You're not going to get swept up into it in the same chaotic way. Mm. You're going to ha already have some kind of a practice of slowing everything down and being in the moment and saying, okay, let me just settle in here a minute and allow what needs to happen to come to me instead of immediately being reactive mm -hmm. or you know other things like you're driving in the car and you could be thinking oh there's so much traffic i'm going to be late for this meeting okay so now you're in the future you're anticipating something that hasn't even happened yet Instead of saying, well, this is my opportunity, the universe has given me an opportunity to look around me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm standing still in traffic. So I'm going to look around. I'm here. What am I seeing? You may see a flag blowing in the wind. You may see someone in the car next to you that, you know, is singing to their music. You may see a tree blowing in the breeze. You may see clouds, you may see a bird fly by you. That's being present, um, you know, and the more you practice it, the healthier it is in all ways, especially your physical health. But you know what? A lot of people miss their lives because they're not present. Mm. What happened? Where did all the years go? Well. In your head, stupid. <laughs> you could have been in the moment, right. which is the way a lot most animals live. Right. Uh, yeah. You know how long a tortoise's life must feel? They live to be like 150 years old, but they're in the moment. They're always right there. Right. Yeah. And it's a beautiful practice. And somewhere along the line, as a human, uh disconnected with the natural world and man started to think that he can master nature rather than shepherd mm. <laughs> that was our undoing yeah. yes uh the uh less of a uh quality life they began to live and now it, we're so out of balance. But the good news is start right now. And the more present you are, presence is the porthole to spirituality. Mm. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 there's nothing, nothing that can follow that.
So I'm gonna hold this up again I'm and very say happy that you asked me that question. No, that was wonderful. That's a wonderful message. But it's all about Fran Jam, June 20th, with all these amazing performers. People, fantastic people. And it's free. It's free yeah, people. It's free, but we hope you'll I mean, we donate. welcome your donations. There's nothing too small, and obviously the more the better, but you know, we're a nonprofit and uh we give so oh, it's a wonderful cause and i can't thank you enough for your time and thanks well thank you i wish both Earth. the brothers good health and long life and all of your viewers the same thanks so much thank you bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.